skills that I need, okay? And uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys, I'm on, honest enough to say that there's times when I deal with depression, okay? You'll find out as the study goes by. This was a, uh, a workshop that we'd gone to several years back. What I do when pastor asked me to fill in is I, I go to my filing cabinets and I say, okay, now which one of these messages really challenged my heart over the years? And then those are the ones that I give you because most of them aren't, aren't worth sharing with a lot of other people. But this is one that I really have used uh, in my own life a lot, and I hope it will be helpful to you as well. So the subject is is depression. You put your name and date up there. And uh, I believe this particular seminar was at Camp Shatek over in Wisconsin. Don't quote me on that. But it was about 16 years ago. Okay. So we're going to start with uh, each one of these verses, the blanks there. You're wondering, there's five blanks. They all start with the letter C if you want to try to guess what they are. But uh, Roman numeral one is the word common, okay? And that's where we're going to start. 1 Corinthians 10.13, after the word common, just put that reference. 1 Corinthians 10.13, and then I'll give you one reference for each of the next four. Roman numeral two, three, four, and five, Okay. All right, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse number 13. The Bible says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. I like that last phrase. Depression is something that we are able to bear. Okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the privilege that we have to topically look at some of these subjects that we know uh, invade our lives from time to time. And Lord, it's so thankful to know that your men, the saints of old, have experienced some of these things and they've left their word as an example and as instruction for us. So today, when we are discouraged and in the dumps and depressed, that we know that your word has the help and has the hope and, and has the answers for us. So help us, Lord, to be encouraged tonight as we look at this subject. Bless our time together in a rich way, and we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Okay? Okay, let's start with a, de let's start with a depression defined, okay? A little definition. I'm going to write a couple of these down. One of them, the longest one is really the best one, I think. But... Uh, Depression defined, if you were to go to dictionary, you'd find out that when somebody is depressed, they're in a state of feeling sad. A state of feeling sad. That doesn't mean you're sad because you're in South Dakota. That just means you're, you're sad because of the circumstances that might be in your life. So it is a state of feeling sad. It might also mean, if you want to put for another definition, low in spirits. In other words, you have a Poor attitude towards work, towards play, maybe even towards people. So you have low in spirits. And here's the, here's the definition that you might want to take note of. It's a little lengthy, but I'll say it slow. Uh, the experts say that depression, <coughs> excuse me, is a psychological disorder marked by inactivity, Difficulty in thinking and concentrating and feelings of dejection. Let me give that to you again. 
It's a psychological disorder marked by inactivity, difficulty in thinking and concentrating, and feelings of dejection or feelings of rejection. That's what being depressed is. Now, the first thing about depression is that it is very common. It is very common. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. It's not a, it's not a tragedy if at, at times you feel depressed. Now, if you're depressed all the time, you probably get some help. But if you, if you have seasons of depression and seasons when you're feeling low and seasons when your spirits are kind of down in the dumps, that's pretty normal. In fact, as you study the scriptures, you'll find that Noah, Moses, Job, Jonah, Joseph, David, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Solomon, Paul, Peter, and others have recorded for us in Scripture their battles with depression. So it's all over in the Bible. They're common, okay? <coughs> Today it's on the rise. Plain old suffering that's affecting many more people. And I think there's a lot of depression in our country because of fundamentally covetousness. We all think we should be doing better. We all, we all probably think we should have more. We've worked hard, some of us, a lot of our lives. And uh, we just, we're not where we thought we would be. I mean, when I thought I was, if I would have lived to be 50, which I did, but I thought at age 50 I would, you know, own two banks and, and be own half the property in Minnesota and be a zillionaire. Those, those are my dreams. Didn't even come close to any of that. And so it sometimes is a little bit uh, disturbing, the idea of uh, being depressed because we're not where we thought we would be. And then thirdly, under this depression being very common, is that uh, we would be shocked at all those who are depressed if there were statistics on it. And I don't have statistics for you. Um, probably should have recorded some of the latest ones for you, but... I can tell you this, that when alcohol sales are up and pharmaceutical drug sales are up, we know that people are trying to pacify their depression through, a, through an avenue like that. And people try to cover their depression and because they don't like dealing with it. They'd rather um, drink alcohol and forget about it rather than realistically handle it. So it's, it's very common, and we see that from 1 Corinthians 10 and verse number 13. Now, secondly, not only is it common, but it has causes. That's Roman numeral number two. Depression has many causes. Take your Bibles and go to Matthew 16 and verse 26. Matthew 16 and verse 26. For what does it profit a man, the Bible says, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Matthew 16 and verse number 26. What are some of the losses? Or what are some of the causes? Well, let me list a few for you. The most common ones, loss of a mate. Uh, some of you have been through that. You've lost a mate. This is, this is horrendous to deal with. And almost in every case, it causes a period of depression. 
loss of a mate, loss of a child, loss of a parent or grandparent, loss of money. I guess if you want me to alliterate it, I could say loss of mate, money, or marriage. These things are, are depressing. My second daughter, especially, who's very thoughtful and very sensitive, after her divorce, she was depressed for a long time. And as her parent, it was, it was a struggle to, to walk her through that, get her out of it. These, these weigh heavy on people's lives. The loss of a job. Somebody was telling me this week that, I think it was in Florida, um, that 60-some nurses lost their job because they, the, the hospital said they either get vaccinated or you're out of work. And so they just ended up firing 60 nurses and lost a job. You know, it's kind of nice the first week or two because the check is still coming in. But then after three, four weeks when there's no check coming in, then it can become a little bit depressing. And all of us have probably been where we've been without a job. Loss of a friend. If you're older, maybe the loss of health. Any of these issues can trigger a depression in our life. Now, sometimes another cause is connected to diet, exercise, and medicine. But let me just say that about diet, exercise, and medicine. Diet, exercise, and medicine normally become the cure. Okay, now that's not the cure we're going to look at tonight in Roman numeral 5, but uh, we're going to look at a spiritual cure and something to think about. But a lot of times, a poor diet causes depression, and so if you change your diet, the depression will go away. A lot of times, a... Uh, I have my note here. Exercise. A lack of exercise can lead to depression. So you get on your treadmill and you start walking or you get a, I had a sister-in-law who had a lot of issues with depression and she got a paper out and she just started delivering papers. Every night after three, four o'clock in the afternoon, she delivered, I don't know how many papers, but the exercise helped her with her emotional stability and her depression. So diet can hurt and diet can help. Exercise can hurt and exercise can help. And medicine. I believe there are some medicines. I'm not a doctor or a pharmacist, but I know from personal observation that a lot of people get depressed from medicine. How many times on TV do you see where a commercial says, if you have any thoughts of suicides, please please contact your doctor? Okay? Now, if somebody's thinking about suicide, there's a pretty good chance that person is depressed. And so sometimes the medicine helps people who are depressed, and sometimes it puts them in depression, so we need to be very careful in that area. All right? And then the uh, third thing about causes here is negativity. Depression is caused when negativity overrides positive feelings. When, when the negative side of our life overrides the positive side of our life, what happens is we begin to become fatigued and tired and we spiral down to depressed. Okay, um, and so we end up, end up in trouble. So we have the, the commonness of depression. We have some of the causes of depression. Does depression have a color? This is an interesting word, but uh, Dr. Welch picked it up, and I think it's think, something to think about. The color is usually gray. What does it look like? 
Well, right after that, what does it look like? Put Psalm 115, verse 17. Psalm 115 and verse 17. I'll try to find it while you're writing that down. Psalm 115 and verse 17. The, psalm, the psalmist said, the dead, and for purposes of tonight's study, the depressed, the, the depressed praise not the Lord. People that are dead in spirit, they're depressed in spirit, they're not excited about praising the Lord. Neither any that go down into silence. So we see the words, uh, the dead and silence, they're characteristics of depression. And what happens, what happens with this color, which is usually gray, is we see in the individual a lack of desire, a lack of energy, and a lack of ambition. I have another friend who was preaching at Walworth Baptist Church up north, and he got about two-thirds of his way through the sermon, and he had a heart attack. He was in the pulpit preaching. And people that I talked to that watched this said that he just turned an ashen gray, and all the color left him. And maybe that's why uh, Dr. Welcher uses the color gray. But usually that's a signal. Uh, have you ever said to anybody, well, you look terrible. <laughs> not, not that you don't like how they look, but you're saying that because they look sick. They look tired. They look fatigued. They look like they have no desire, to, no ambition to keep on going. And so the color could be gray. It looks... What does depression look like? It looks unproductive. It looks lazy. It looks uncaring about yourself and about others. Now, how many people do you know that that dress kind of slovingly and they dress kind of poorly? A lot of that stems from them not having a good image of themselves. It stresses from a depression they might be battling. They're not interested in caring for themselves, and they're not interested in really caring for others. They have an uncaring attitude. A need for stimulants is visible. They need something to get their life back in their system. Some turn to drugs. Some turn to alcohol. Some turn to television. They want to be shut off from the world, so they just turn on the latest sitcom, and they hope that sitcom help them relax. Now, I know this doesn't happen in any of your families, but some ladies, I've been told, turn to shopping when they're depressed. And all the ladies said, amen, maybe. But I think men do the same thing. You know, uh, they start looking at cars and start looking at tools. And they figure if they buy a car, it's going to take them out of their, their slump. If they buy the next latest drill, take them out of their slump. But we do sometimes use spending as a way to wake us up, get us out of that depression. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Fears become visible. When we're talking about the color of depression, fears become visible regarding one's future, one's finances, and one's failures. Depressed people become cranky. They become critical. They become uncaring. Now, I've given you a lot of generic information, but can't you see that in people that you've dealt with? 
I look at my relatives, I've got quite a family tree. My mom and dad, when they got married, it was a wedding picture of just him and her. And about 20 years ago, we had a family reunion and there was 115 people in the picture. Two people started that tribe of 115. And in that group of 115, as I see them at reunions and weddings and funerals, I get a color. Uh, I, get, I get to see some of them, their color has faded, and I can see depression in them. I probably should have started by asking how many of you know somebody. I, I won't ask for a show of hands, but uh, I've dealt with three personal suicides in my life of friends that have taken their life. And uh, suicide, you know, de depression is usually the major cause when somebody takes their life. All three of these people were under 40 years old. And uh, there's a acquaintance of ours from Duluth who has lost three adult, adult children to suicide. You know, it's, you know, we think it only happens with teenagers and young people, three adult children. And the last time she corresponded, she said, I go to the cemetery and I look at their graves and I just say, why? You know, why me? Why, why did this have to happen? Well, people get depressed. Depression is common. It has causes. This, this is just a few of them tonight. And it, it actually has a color to it. Gray. <laughs> and it looks like people need some help. Depression can lead to calamity. And we're going to give you the typical, the best example I can think of. Right after the word calamity, write down Job 6, verses 1 through 11. Job 6, verses 1 through 11. Somebody asked me one time if the order of the books of the Bible is inspired. And I said, I think so. That's a hard one to prove. But I think it's interesting that God put Job, which is the life of the man who lost so much, right before Psalms, which offers so much hope, so much hope and so much help. And I think where Job landed is a good place for Job to land right before the book of Psalms. But Job, let's look at his grief. Job chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. Job answered and said, Oh, that my grief were thoroughly weighed, and my calamity laid in the balances together. For now it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore my words are swallowed up. For the arrows of the Almighty are within me, the poison whereof drinketh up my spirit. The terrors of God do set themselves in array against me. Doth the wild ass bray when he hath grass, or loweth the ox over his fodder? Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? The things that my soul refused to touch are as my sorrowful meat, Oh, that I might have my request and that God would grant me the thing that I long for, even that it would please God to destroy me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Then should I yet have comfort? Yea, I would harden myself in sorrow. Let him not spare, for I have not, for I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. What is my strength, in verse 11, that I should hope? And what is mine end 
that I should prolong my life. Job suffered and wrestled with depression. Depression can lead to calamity. It can make us very unproductive, leading to a loss of job, leading to loss of friends, and leading to loss of family. We have a tendency to isolate when we are depressed. It creates major doubts, and it creates questions. And if we have have enough questions that are unanswered, then we become confused. And we know that God is not the author of confusion. But the questions that show up are, you know, why, Lord? You know, I've been in church every Sunday and I tithe and I love my pastor. And why me? Why now? What have I done? What are you teaching me? A lot of questions show up when we deal with depression and the calamity that's possible to happen. And it is the leading cause of suicide. Now where I wanted to get you was to the very bottom. Depression has a cure. Depression is common. It has many causes. It has a color. It can lead to calamity, suicides in particular. And it has a cure. What is the cure? Let me give you one of my favorite verses. Isaiah 26 and verse number 3. Actually include verses verse 4 also. Isaiah 26 verses 3 and 4. <coughs> Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, which to me is the opposite of depression, whose mind is stayed on thee, so it's a mental battle, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the, in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Most depressed people say, I want the pain gone. This is depressed Christians, lest you think that it's just lost people that deal with depression. The three funerals that I went to for suicide friends were all people that came to church. Sometimes we think this subject is only for the lost. Many Christians say, I want the pain, the depression. I want the pain gone more than I want to be like Jesus. I have to think about that for a second, but when somebody is truly depressed, they're really not concerned whether or not they look and act like Jesus. They just want the pain to go away. They want relief from their depression. So let me give you some things to remember as you're trying to help yourself and trying to help others when the depressed moments show up. Six of them here. Six things to remember. The main cure in remembering is to trust the word and trust what God said, as we said in our opening verse tonight. He's always true. He's always there. He's not going to change. And to keep in mind that, well, let me give them to you. Number one, remember, purposeful pain is powerfully helpful. Pain can be helpful. God's love, I like this. I don't know where he picked this quote up, and I don't know if it's his, but this is a, this is a quote to think about. God's love is more sophisticated than ours. God's love 
is shown in ways that we probably wouldn't show it. And one of the things he uses to draw us to himself is pain. I, I, I don't pray for pain. I don't like when I'm going through pain. But I got to admit, pain, heavy pain brings me to my knees. Lord, help me. I don't know what to do here. So remember, pur purposeful pain can be powerfully helpful. Secondly, remember, sufferers must rebel against satanic depression. Sufferers, we've got to rebel against. This is using rebel in a positive sense. We've got to fight against satanic depression. We, we've got to try to get help and get answers fundamentally from God's word and God's people. We need to rebel against that depression because its roots are in Satan. He's the father of lies. He lies to us, and those lies a lot of times start the depression. Number three, remember that God has a unique affection for those who are hurting. God has unique affection for those that are hurting. The Lord always seems to have pity on those that are of a broken and contrite spirit. And you know, when and if you should ever experience a great depression, that's when you don't feel like praying, that's the best time to pray. Because God has got a special package for you. God has a unique affection for those who are hurting. Number four, Jesus' Jesus's job was not to alleviate suffering, but to glorify his Father. And many times in our life, how does a plaque read? Sometimes God calms the storm, but most often he calms the child and lets the storm rage on. And uh, that's so true. You know, you, you can pray like crazy that grandma's cancer is going to disappear. The chances are the Lord will let that cancer take its course. Allow that cancer to take its course. He doesn't answer every prayer just exactly the way we want it. And so he, uh, he doesn't alleviate the suffering all the time. Sometimes that suffering becomes the tool that gives you and I compassion. Compassion is, of course, they ought to have in every Bible college. The problem with compassion is the tuition is really high. Because in the compassion course, you have to go through some suffering yourself so you can learn how to help other people. Number five. One or two left and we're done for tonight. Remember, to trust Jesus, he knows and he understands everything. We don't. You know, uh, we, I pray for understanding a lot because I've got adult children and I've got some teenagers that can be a little bit rebellious, grandchildren. I don't get it all. I don't understand it, why they can't see clearly. So I pray for understanding. And I've convinced myself that, you know, I can't be around my kids and my grandkids 24-7, but God can. He knows them. He knows all about them. He can protect them 24-7. I can't do that. So I've got to fly Isaiah 26.3 and really trust him. It's one thing to sing the song, trusting Jesus. It's quite another thing to truly trust him. And the sixth one here. 
Remember, wisdom is learning to live through our depression. Wisdom is learning to live through the depression that shows up. Welch writes that too many Christians are depressed by spiritual Alzheimer's. We uh, forget all the things that God has done in our life. We forget all the things he's trying to accomplish and do. And sometimes we forget what he's going to do in the days ahead. And by forgetting those things, we, we lose our focus. So remember in the cure of depression, that purpose, purposeful pain is powerfully helpful. Sufferers must rebel against satanic depression. God has a unique affection for those who are suffering and hurting. Jesus' ministry was not to alleviate suffering, but to glorify his Father. And when we suffer, we should think about that. You know, a third of the people that suffer, suffer naturally. It's getting old. Body wears out, so they hurt, they suffer. And a third of the people that are depressed, it's just, it's, just, it's natural. It comes with living. And there's a third of people that suffer sometimes because God is chasing them. Sometimes God, when he spanks, he, he spanks hard. And I'm not trying to scare you. I mean, he's not an old ogre. He, he just knows what we need. And so he delivers a, a firm chastening. And sometimes that chastening is it's our fault. We just didn't walk away from sin. We wanted to keep playing with it. But you know, there are times when God takes the pastor's little child, age two, and the little child has a life-threatening disease, and the little child is innocent. And sometimes suffering is for the glory of God. And that's why sometimes very innocent people that are very sweet who have never heard a flea, that's why sometimes some very innocent people suffer. Because that suffering brings glory to God. The people around that individual lean more on Christ. The people around that individual spend more time thinking about their eternal destiny. The people around that individual pray harder, work harder at learning God's word. So sometimes the suffering comes from uh, with its purpose of glorifying God. It's not always chastening. chastening. It's not always just part of life of getting old. Sometimes the pain and suffering that leads to depression is God teaching us how to get through that valley so that we can encourage and strengthen and help others. All right? There you have it. It was worth a lot to me several years ago. I've used it a few times. I, I wish depression wasn't common, but it is. I'm glad it doesn't show up very much. Younger, I When I was younger, it never happened. Somehow or another, when I get older, it happens a little more often. It's common, it has causes, it's a color, it can lead to calamity if it doesn't get taken care of with the Lord's help, but there is a cure. Isaiah 26.3, that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. All right? That's my